This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Happy Passover. Yeah. We just had dinner. We did. Chicken, roasted vegetables, matzah, uh, sauce, pan sauce (laughs) for the chicken. Did I forget anything? Uh, No, but now I want dessert. I guess we'll get to that in in the food section of of this episode. Will we? Do you have dessert? No. Oh, okay. I just mean we'll talk about what we want. Okay. Maybe we'll order something. Okay. Look, I don't know. Anything we don't could, know. Anything could happen in the next it's, yeah. however many minutes this it's episode Saturday is. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, that being said, I'm very sorry that this episode is coming out late this week, but it's here, isn't it? Yeah. We had some technical difficulties. Oh, we did. Uh, Devastating. So, anyway, now we're here. Now we're here. This episode is dedicated to friend of the pod, Kara Berry. Host, oh. host of the show, Everyone's Business But Mine. She went viral yesterday because she broke a new video from Chet Hanks. I saw that. It was like a lot, like really viral. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it blew up. I, I, The last I checked, she had like almost 40,000 likes on this video. If you don't know who Chet Hanks is, clearly you don't listen to this show enough. <laughs> Chet Hanks, wow. Chet Hanks is the son of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. We have talked about him on the show. Very big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, Chet Hanks put out a video on his Instagram, which of course I do follow. And he basically declared that this summer was going to be white boy summer. What a bold statement. The even bolder statement was that he compared himself to John B. Yeah. John B., look, if you're my age or a little older, you know who John B. is. He was like the smoothest white guy in (laughs) R&B. He has a great song called Are You Still Down? Tupac's on it. It's a really hot song. Um, Definitely some like fucking jams. John B. makes fuck jams. And that's what Chet aspires to. I was just shocked that he compared himself to him. Yeah. I mean, that is a bold move. He makes so many statements in this video because he declares a lot of things dead and very specific things. Th- including... Those were in the follow-up videos he made. Oh, I oh, wasn't her video? No, her video had all of that, though. Maybe she, she did several sequences. You mean where no, Reed says top ciders are out? That's the second video. Oh, that's that's the, second. the follow-up video. Okay. So Kara's video went viral because she was like, I can't believe this. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he 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 followed up by adding subsequent statements about oh the rules and regs the rules and regs for white boy summer he declared that salmon as a color it's out you can't wear salmon I didn't even know that color was in 
Like, it's not that I have an opinion about the color salmon, but he acted like it was something everyone was wearing. And I don't feel like I've ever seen anyone wearing salmon. I think he was sort of referring to like a preppy guy aesthetic. Absolutely. With the red, because he also referenced topsiders are out. Top, I know it's like top ciders. Where, where do you live? This is this is because he lives probably like in Marina del Rey or something. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't I don't even know if people are wearing them there. Maybe they're wearing them in like Calabasas. Also, where does he, he, live? he was like, stop saying smoke show. Is that even something people yes. are saying? Yes. still? that was hilarious. I hear people say smoke show all the time. Still, someone said that to me once and I didn't even know what it meant. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that that is like slang that just like went it was like it went right over me. Like I never, oh, totally. I never used that Like slang. I looked it up. I remember someone was like, you're a smoke show. And I looked it up because I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, that could be negative. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. There were some very specific rules and regs that he had for white boy summer. You can go watch them on his Instagram. And you should. And you should. Because seeing it in his own voice yeah. is really what makes it. We're not doing it justice. He's such a hot himbo. Yeah. And I believe me, I hate almost everything about him, but he is physically attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. My dream is for him to get on, to for him to go on Kara's podcast. He has to. He has to now. She really elevated him this week. I agree. Like, like she, she put him on the map this week. And she had to like, look, you have to follow him to be the first person to catch these stories. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so she does the, puts the work in and she got this video and knew that it would be a hit. So it's like, she should manage him. I, as yeah, well. She should be his manager. <laughs> I had, I, there was a great video that he posted and he's like dead serious too in these videos. Like there was a great video he posted last week that I saw and it was like somebody came for him or someone was like talking shit to him in the comments. I saw that. Ooh, yeah. So I knew that this is why he made the video because he's been doing, <laughs> he's been doing this 60 day burpee challenge. Okay. I have to follow him you, right why now. Why don't you don't, I can't believe you don't follow him because he's, I don't use Instagram correctly. I follow people I know and no, I should be following you, more bad celebrities. <laughs> I'm need, so sorry. Dude, it's all about following following like random okay. celebrities Chet, so, he also spells it like hanks with an x right yes i think so wait his bio is god is the greatest i'm sorry <laughs> okay and that's the other inexplicable thing about him is because as far as i know tom hanks is not a religious man no but like i don't hear them ever talk about religion but he has like that he has that element oh my god why does he have these massive barbells okay can i tell the story yes okay please. tell me when you're ready i'm ready okay chet hanks for the past 60 days i don't know if the 60 day challenge is up yet he's been doing a challenge it's a lot of burpees i i hate it's a burpees look, are actually a war crime against me <laughs> I, I agree i absolutely agree and somebody left a comment like last week or the week before talking shit about his form Oh, and I feel like guys who work out a lot, like guys who are swole, yeah, like gym rats. If you criticize their form, they'll get really upset. Look, I've been on bodybuilder forums before. But what? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Well, I I can't remember how I I've gone on a few times for comedy because it's so dead serious. 
Like, I think I found, like, you know, you do a search and you're, you find something you want and you're like, wait, this is on a bodybuilding forum because they're randomly yeah. talking about some movie or song or something like, yeah, I love to get pumped to Africa by Toto or whatever. Like, so I feel like I randomly stumbled on a, into a bodybuilder forum. Yeah. And then I was looking around. I was like, these people are insane. <laughs> it's a lot. So he posted this video and I actually tweeted it like a week ago because I had saved it in my phone because oh. I was such a fan of the video because he was like, people are going to tell you when you're doing something right that you're not doing something right. Like he was basically like, it was like a, here's a letter to my haters. Oh. Like they're criticizing me because... They just want to p- push you down. Yeah, they want to yeah. push you down when you're doing something right. He quoted Drake in it. Oh, it was serious. He was dead serious in this video. I actually think you posted that today, right? Or reposted it? I retweeted retweeted it it? because I felt like people needed to see it again. I thought when I was watching that, I thought this guy could be my guru. Like he's my Tony Robbins. He's my inspirational speaker. (laughs) (laughs) I did think that. I was like, I could see following this guy. Well, you can, Desi. You can pay for his acting studio that he has oh, now. I should do it. I don't know if this is a pyramid <laughs> scheme or not, but Chet Hanks has his own acting company that he has created to give you tips on how to break into the business, Right. which I feel like... He's, sh- he's forgetting a major part of his success. Yeah. <laughs> when your father is a two-time Oscar-winning actor... Like literally the biggest movie star, Ever. one of them in the big in the world, yeah. right? I mean, he's beloved, beloved too. Yeah, yeah. Like not even just that he's the most famous actor, American actor, but he's also like the most beloved American actor. Totally, easily. Like, like Tom Hanks. Like, I love you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm just saying. Rachel's like, getting vulnerable I on am. the pod. <laughs> <laughs> But See, like, t- Chet brings that out. He in you. brings it out in me. Um, so, like, I feel like I don't know. I don't want advice from a person like that on no. how to how to he, break into he's the. He's not biz. the person we need to hear from. On we this. need to hear from someone who has zero clout. They came to LA with zero clout whatsoever. Zero famous family members. Zero no money. Zero money and ugly. Yeah. Like then we I want to know how did you find success in yeah, Hollywood? That's, that's a story that's inspiring. Right. That's inspiring. Absolutely. So I don't know, but he has this whole acting gig that he's doing. We don't really know. I need to know everything about him and I hope he goes on Kara's podcast. Yeah. So that's why this episode is dedicated to our friend Kara Berry. Yeah. She had the pop culture moment of the week. She really for did. Sure. I mean, like, how can I even top this? Look, the rest of my stories this week are really lame. Okay. So here we go. Let's go. This is out of Boston. There was a house with a for sale sign, and above the for sale sign, it said, Not haunted. <laughs> Um, all these questions you're asking are clearly answered by the sign, like that tweet yes. about the t-shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is on an ABC News. It says, Boston, a Massachusetts woman noticed something strange about the for sale sign outside a home in her neighborhood. On top of the sign with the name of the broker and their contact information was a sign with the words, not haunted in big red letters. She tweeted it. The woman who saw this sign, her name's Margot Bloomstein. She tweeted, this just went up around the corner and I have so many questions. 
Uh, <laughs> the house is west of Boston, but Bloomstein didn't want to say exactly where to respect the homeowner's privacy. I'd like to know because I want to see the listing for this house. Yeah. I want to see what it looks like inside because sometimes I can tell if something's haunted just by looking at it. Oh, absolutely. Looking at a picture. I love that this happened in Boston. Well, Boston's a very old city. Yeah. So it might be haunted. Not haunted. It's not haunted. I Rachel. think it's. <laughs> I, think, Why? I like that you have to put that on the sign. Like It's clearly haunted if you yeah. have to put that. I need to talk to the person who did that and made that decision. I love those viral like real estate listing tweets where it's like, I was scrolling through this real estate listing and everything seemed normal until I got to the bathroom and there was like a giant scorpion statue in the toilet. Right, or like a dungeon. Yeah. A sex dungeon right. in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> or there Those was that, the best. There was that one recently where it was like someone's cabin, but it had a bunch of mannequins in each room. Oh, right. No, I love them. You got to wonder. Those people are into it. They're getting off on it for sure. Oh, yeah. They're totally getting off on being like, I'm putting my house up for sale. I'm an adult who owns property, but look at all the weird shit in my house. Right. I like looking at real estate listings. I do too. I have a friend who sends them to me all the time. Uh, and I like scrolling through those pictures so much. Like as someone who has lived in California my whole life, I love looking at listings from other states and crying oh, yeah. and crying because oh well, yeah, because the prices are so much better. Absolutely, and the houses are all really old. A lot yeah, of them. yeah. There's like some cool ass fucking houses. Uh, anyway, so I I want to know more about this house. I hope I can. I hope we can actually get the actual listing because I want to check it out. Me too. See what the see what the vibes are inside. And our next story, this is a, a about a terrible boss. <gasps> I want to smack this boss. Ooh, me too. This is out of People magazine that I'm reading this from, but it was reported lots of other places. The headline is Man waiting for last paycheck from old job gets $915 in oiled pennies instead. <gasps> Ew. Now, wait, the, why are they oiled? The, <laughs> because he worked at a mechanic shop, like oh. an auto shop. And so the pennies that he got that his employer, his former employer paid him in were covered in like grease. Ew. This says, uh, here's a picture of the pennies, this huge, gigantic pile. Oh my God. That's what $915 worth of pennies looks uh, like. And I hate the way a lot of change smells. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know when you have a no, pile I of know. change? It's, look, you want to sniff? Wait, I got a no, jar No, I don't want to sniff. <laughs> you want to sniff my jar? I just said I hated that, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, how, you know how when you smell something and it smells bad and you go, oh my God, ew, smell this. Absolutely. Like you need to you share. You gotta. And sometimes you gotta sniff, <laughs> even though you don't want to. <laughs> okay. A Georgia man received quite an unpleasant surprise on his driveway recently after asking his former employer for his final paycheck, according to his girlfriend. Andreas Flatten was shocked to find $915 worth of oily pennies on his driveway Friday, four months after he left his job at Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City, according to an Instagram post from Flatten's girlfriend, Olivia Oxley. Oxley tells people that the pennies were the exact same amount that her boyfriend's final paycheck was worth. She believes his former boss, Miles Walker, was behind the stunt after Flatten complained about the delay in receiving his money. 
Quote, at first we were super ticked because we were trying to leave the house to go get my boyfriend some medicine since he had a stomach bug all day, and we had to shovel pennies out of the driveway before we could go anywhere, she says. I like how she had to tell us her boyfriend had diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Also, why is he going? (laughs) Dude, he he can't leave... He can't leave the house. He's going to explode. Seriously. Why is he shoveling? I wouldn't want squirts coming out. (laughs) That's heavy. That's heavy. I feel like that's dangerous. That seems like, wow. That's That's a lot of pennies. That's, this is such a shit. Like, look, we're all for being petty on this show. But if you're someone's employer, this is not punching up. I don't like this prank or whatever this is, especially from a boss, it's like you owed him the money. Also, I don't like pranks that take you longer to do than the payoff is hardly worth it to me. Like this just seems like, how did you even count this? You counted all these greasy pennies, you idiot. Like this is just evil boss. Yeah. Like this guy's evil. And believe me, I immediately went to their Yelp page after this. Okay. And you got that. I got that notification that was like, there's an unusual amount of traffic on this page. <laughs> and I looked and it was all these one stars like, go fuck yourself. Like, fuck you. You're in like a customer service business. This is not the way to become known, I think. It's really a bad move. So the girlfriend continues. However, after the first first shovel full, all we could do is laugh because this poor, miserable man took so much time to be vindictive and cruel. We absolutely refused to let him ruin a single moment of ours. Uh, Walker, who who did not immediately return people's request for comment, told CBS affiliate WGCL that he couldn't really remember if he had dumped the coins, but said, he got paid, that's all that matters. Uh, I read on another news outlet that he called him a weenie. The boss, Ooh. the former boss, called the employer, the employee, a weenie. Yes, he because for complaining about the pennies. Oh come on, that's obnoxious. Yeah, evil boss. Uh, so imagine taking those to Coinstar. Oh my! <laughs> that, like, how do you even? The thing it would be exciting to take them to Coinstar. Like I do enjoy going to Coinstar. Yeah. I do get kind of like embarrassed sometimes if I have a ton of coins and people are sort of like gathering around or like looking at how. Oh, that's. I don't know if they're gathering around. Maybe. Wow, Rachel. (laughs) Also, I'm wearing a micro mini (laughs) and no underwear, but it could be the pennies. (laughs) And I'm just bending over, putting my change in, and people start gathering. Okay, but I have been poor enough that I've gone to Coinstar to pay for my groceries. Really? Yeah. So you get the slip of paper and then you can use that as cash? Yeah. Instead of um, getting money for it? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. That's a classic broke move. I've only done Coinstar one time. I love Coinstar. Yeah, I like it too. I do. Uh, the only thing that sucks is it does take like a percentage out. I mean, it's not that much. It doesn't much, seem that much. But if you have $900 it's worth. It's going to add up. That's going to add up. And yeah. then that's not your full paycheck. Yeah. That's like you're getting money taken out for taxes and Coinstar. That's true. That is that is the bummer. So he has no choice but to roll all of these pennies up. Fuck this boss. Yeah. So uh, Walker continued, let's see, uh, Oxley wrote in her Instagram post that Flatten allegedly provided his boss with a written resignation letter and two weeks notice back in November. Though he had intentions of working his last two weeks, Flatten ended up leaving after five days because his boss was allegedly treating him very poorly. 
Walker continued to make a normal workday hell, making unnecessary comments about my boyfriend's daughter, she wrote. <gasps> Ugh. So this guy's an asshole and a pervert. Weird. My boyfriend's... My boyfriend respectfully delivered his uniforms, washed and in a box complete with another letter as to why he was leaving early. Three months later, Flatten still hadn't received his final paycheck. And when he contacted Walker, the boss allegedly refused to, quote, send out the last paychecks claiming damages to the shop. Oh, and then on top of it, um, once he this 500, this was a 500 pound pile of pennies. (gasps) On top of the pennies was a note that said, fuck you, handwritten. <laughs> calligraphy. <laughs> In calligraphy. <laughs> I have a picture of a People magazine. They blurred out the fuck. But we can imagine what that says. Too. I don't know why this guy is so angry. <laughs> like, what is he angry about? Because he clearly wanted to fuck his employee's daughter. And it's the, so wild And to the me. employee was like, no, dude, that's gross. It's stories like this that make you feel like you have no incentive to give two weeks notice or anything like do you know what i mean like it's crazy i feel like i've heard stories like this before where people get fucked over for doing things the right way like well it's like my did i did you hear about my apartment deposit (sighs) so i got my deposit back oh you did okay i did but i got a partial deposit (gasps) because they deducted several hundred dollars for quote painting which is something that I have been asking them to repaint the apartment for the last two years. Right. That apartment was never painted. No. And I lived in it for 10 years. Look, it's not cool. And you know what? I'm too lazy to take this to court. Right. And to deal with this. We're in a pandemic. Right. But I felt like that was like a, it felt like such a dick move. No. Because I had put in so many notices to like the management company. Like, can you guys paint the apartment? Can you paint the apartment? The apartment clear, like, I don't get what they would have, how they rationalized that. But this seems like, this is like this guy. He was like, gave his two weeks notice. He went about everything the right way. Then this guy clearly made some sexual comments about his daughter. Right. So he's like, I'm leaving early. But that's like, you could have done, not paid your last month's rent and said, take my deposit. Right. And be like, fuck you. But right. you did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so irritating. And I gave them 30, whatever. You know what? Some people in positions of power are just not... Very nice. So uh, then it ends with, the article ends with, I'm not sure what's worse, the fact that this man is so miserable he can't accept an employee leaving because he's the biggest a-hole I've seriously ever met, or the fact that he went through that much effort to get $915 worth of heavy pennies just to say, fuck you. Uh, He's such a loser that it's like you just have to be happy knowing his life is absolute misery. Yeah, I mean, this is like so... I mean, I can't believe this goes on and on and on. Oh, but here's the silver lining. According to um, Andreas, the the employee, he says, quote, with that many pennies, we're bound to find a few treasures. I've already found one from 1937, he added. Ooh. And then he says, be kind to people. Your vengeance could come back at you so hard like it did this man. Wow. So So he looked through those pennies. Yeah. He found a pretty old one, sounds like. I guess. Are those valuable? I don't know. Yeah. But I do get excited when I find a really old coin. Yeah. Like something from the 70s. I'm like, oh, that's old. You can tell the difference just looking at them. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? I hope this guy has a wonderful day and his ex-boss is a terrible person. Our long national nightmare is over. <gasps> Ooh. The grape nuts shortage. 
has come to an end. I saw that and I had no idea. I don't think anyone did. Okay. This is out of the hill. It says grape nuts shoppers who paid inflated prices amid pandemic could get reimbursement. Ooh. Apparently there was a grape nuts cereal shortage. I had no idea. I can't believe that enough people still eat grape nuts that there was a shortage this year. Oh, and to, would would pay inflated rates for for grape nuts. I mean, that's crazy. And they did. And look, I do understand if they discontinued some. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have never wanted <laughs> discontinued food to come back. That is just crazy. Because <laughs> people really need to get a grip. If 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 you told me that I could have McDonald's chicken selects for an extra like. If they would cost like $25, look, would I buy them? Yes. I would too. I mean, $25. Yeah. yeah. Not too bad. Well, especially maybe I'll get reimbursed in a lawsuit one day. Wait till you hear how much people were paying for grape nuts. Holy shit. I'm scared. Again, this is out of the hill. Grape nuts shoppers who paid inflated back black market prices for the cereal during a shortage amid the COVID-19 pandemic could soon be eligible for reimbursement, the cereal maker said this week. Post-Consumer Brands, the brand's parent company, said in an announcement on Tuesday it will be shipping the cereal at full capacity to stores across the country after it said some fans paid inflated prices for the cereal, which it noted reached up to $110 a (gasps) box on the secondary market during a pandemic-related shortage. How is it post-responsibility to reimburse them? Is that just them being nice? I guess. Because they don't seem like they would have to. That's your own problem. That you went on eBay and bought Yeah. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, it's awfully nice of them, I think. Here's the thing. As much of a pig as I am, I would never buy food from, like, a not official source online. Like an eBay. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't get food from eBay. Here's the thing about Grape Nuts. I actually used to love grape nuts. It was a weird thing I liked as a child. And then one time I threw up grape nuts (laughs) (laughs) and I could never eat it after that experience because remember how we were talking about how cats throw up a log of food? Well, it looks just That is what I threw up. It was like a log of grape nuts came out and it was the hardest, most difficult thing I've ever thrown up. (laughs) It hurt. Come out and it was like a thick log. It was the most vile experience of my life. And I was like, that's my biggest cat moment. Grape nuts is just straight fiber. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe these people are like, this is the only way I can shit. <laughs> like, I need grape nuts. Like, right. Right. Yeah. I think it's like people who uh, are constipated who <laughs> like grape nuts. And they don't want all bran. <laughs> right. They, they want don't fucking want total. Grape nuts. Wait, what's the one that has the shreds? I is think the- it's all bran. No, is that the flakes? There's one There's fiber, one, all, fiber, 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 one, fiber, one, again, <laughs> all those cereals are literally shit cereals. Like, yeah, even deal. It's like, if you don't have a grandparent who had one of those cereals, yeah. I don't even relate to you <laughs> when you go oh to your grandparents God. house and it's like Metamucil Dude. fiber. It's just like, God, <laughs> well, it's like, I told you guys on this show, how like my grandpa would eat the shredded wheat 
briquettes, not mini wheats, <laughs> like the full on. It's like grandparents are like, this is how we did it in 1942. This is the only cereal we had. This was cereal. Right. Fiber. <laughs> it was just fiber. It wasn't for fun. No, it was <laughs> it was for cereal. For, for That's energy. why people didn't eat vegetables. And they ate <laughs> <laughs> vegetables then. They hardly ate vegetables. I feel like it was hard to get them. <laughs> Come on. This is not very <laughs> historical. <laughs> Look, I'm a historian. <laughs> I think it was harder to get vegetables at certain points. Like you only got like canned vegetables and stuff like that. Like right. fresh vegetables. Or maybe during the war. I have no idea. I'm not going to get that f- that historical. You could only, <laughs> during the war. You could only get that. Like I'm just throwing shit out here. But you know what? I do like, I've talked about this. I do like the shredded wheat briquettes. I do I was one of the rare kids who liked healthy cereals as well as sugar. Same. Like I liked both. Same. Uh, so when I say I ate grape nuts, I loved grape nuts. Right. Like they, no, it was you. good to me. I and you. I would put like fruit in it or whatever. Like it was a good cereal. Uh, and well, I like shredded wheat too. Back then the healthy cereal market was a lot smaller than it is now. The options were oh, a yeah. lot more limited and you couldn't get them in like every single store necessarily yeah like they had the mainstream brand like post brand yes of the healthy cereals like a grape nuts or a fiber Weed, what one. about like weetabix weetabix whatever um i like going down the cereal aisle when i go to like a vons which I, I don't go to all the time we talk about this like once a month okay but i i <laughs> <laughs> but, obvi- but obviously i i thought about i thought about like oh i should have ordered grape nuts for the pod so we get to do a taste test I haven't had them since I threw up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I probably still like them. That I mean, could, I, it took me a while to get over tequila. Now I like it again. I mean, that could be dangerous. Yeah. If, if, uh, what if we did an episode where we made you eat grape nuts and have tequila with yeah. it? <laughs> Are those the two foods that? No, I got very sick off of tequila as a child. Or like a early teens, I had like a Long Island iced tea or something, which right. has like every alcohol in it. But right. for some reason, the tequila was the most potent flavor in it for me. Yeah. So when I would smell tequila for a very long time, I would get physically ill just smelling it. Right. Uh, and then I do finally, I finally got back on tequila. Now I love it. So thank, that's good. <laughs> I'm so happy for you, Desi. <laughs> but grape nuts, I still haven't even tried it. But I didn't know there was a fucking shortage. Yeah. So like people, if you like grape nuts, write into the show. I want to hear good. from you. Especially if you're like under 40. No, <laughs> that's really interesting. That's more interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah. Uh, we have one final story and this is a story from 1929. <gasps> I was going to do a whole episode like we did before of doing, you know, the the, new- pro- the problem was you had that cat story and it was just never going to be topped. It's never going to be topped. Yeah. But this is a cat story. Oh, okay. Well, it's so- not as it's not as good as the Ambassador yeah. Hotel cat story, <laughs> but it's still kind of funny. Uh, so our main episode, of course, this past week took place in 1929. So this is a story out of Boston from 1929 and the headline reads, I think this is the Boston Globe. The headline reads noble cat in court fight over ownership. So this cat, this cat was, uh, being like fought over in court. Like irreconcilable differences. The movie. 
with Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yeah, like the, like instead of a kid, it's like a cat. Um, okay, so this is from the Boston Globe, Thursday, March 14th, 1929. It says... Judge Healy in Brookline Court this morning had before him the difficult question of solving the ownership of a large gray Angora cat, (gasps) which during the hearing of the case wandered to and fro about the courtroom and punctuated (gasps) the testimony in the case by sharp meows or of disgust over the whole proceeding. Disgust. (laughs) (laughs) So they had this cat in the courtroom. That's unbelievable. To help make the decision. So it was people fighting over custody of this cat. Yes. The case was brought into court by Miss Gathra Wilson of 45 Vernon Street, Brookline, who testified that the cat belonged to her and had been in her possession until March 2nd when it disappeared to reappear the next day in the custody of Miss Ann H. Bloomberg of 14 Vernon Street. So down the street. Oh. Miss Wilson testified further that the cat had been given to her by a doctor and had been her friend and companion for eight months that she had been confined to her bed with pleurisy? Pleurisy. What is that? I think that's like a lung thing. Okay, so this woman's sick and had this cat with her for eight months. Miss Bloomberg said that she had received the cat as a gift at Brookfield in June or July of 1927, and that she had had the cat from that time until it disappeared from her home on May 10th, 1928. Miss Wilson's testimony showed that she had the cat since August 4th, 1928, until it disappeared from her home on March 2nd. Walter J. Wilson, a brother of the complainant, told the court that he recognized the cat by his, as his sister's by the color, the unusually handsome face, and the double forepaws. So I think he had extra paws. Ooh, he was polydactyl. Yeah, he was a polycat. According to the testimony, the cat had strayed from the Wilson home last Saturday and gone from there to the Bloomberg home, which is only a short distance away. When the Wilsons learned learned this, they went to the home of the Bloombergs and demanded that the cat be returned at once. Miss Bloomberg refused to give up the cat until it could be proved that it did not belong to her. Several friends and neighbors of the Wilsons testified that the cat, which was in the court, was the Wilson's cat, and that they had seen it almost every day for the past several months. The question before the court seemed to be who owned the cat, and was its name Dickie or Cutie? Well. <laughs> well, they did a test. Dickie or Cutie? Well, was the cat's name Dickie or Cutie? Because one of the women named it, had named it Dickie, Love and it. the other woman had named it Cutie. Give it to the woman who named it Dickie. Well, we'll find out. (laughs) The courtroom auditors were treated to several laughs as first one side and then the other called the cat by its name, which they claimed was his. But Dickie or Cutie paid no attention to the pleas. (laughs) (laughs) Or they think they're going to call a cat. Yeah. (laughs) Or entreaties of either party. It insisted on going about the courtroom, meowing about being kept in and spent much time gazing out the window. (laughs) This is ridiculous. I like how we're all laughing, but these two women are devastated. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Alan Staples of 266 West Newton Street, Boston, told the court that it was the Wilson cat and that he could pick it out of 100 cats because of its handsome face and double paws. These men are in love with this cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, I know. These guys are like... I, w- I would recognize this handsome cat anywhere. They're like, I don't know about you, but I'd fuck that cat. <laughs> it's so funny. Miss Bloomberg then told the court of the happy reunion of Cutie, as she called him, with the other dogs and cats at the Bloomberg residence. She said that the cat had entered the house and made its way around the house, proving, she said, his familiarity with the house. Miss Eleanor Smith, a next-door neighbor of the Bloomberg's, told the court that she had seen the cat, which she said belonged to Miss Bloomberg on the day it returned and had reported its return to the Bloomberg family. She said that when she saw the cat, it had been called by Miss Catherine Lechinsky, who lives with the Bloomberg's. She said that it ran up the steps and entered the house as if it knew where it was going. The case was continued to Wednesday afternoon at 2.30 o'clock in order that the court may hear the testimony of two doctors, one from the Angel Memorial and the other from the Animal Rescue League. Miss Bloomberg said that she had taken the cat to both of these institutions in order to establish the age. So this is like a long trial or whatever. And then the judge got a sword and said he would cut the cat (laughs) just like Solomon. I forgot to save the, cause I did see an update like in a future edition in this paper where it said who won the cat. Oh, I think it was given to the original owner. It should be. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. I would totally go to trial over this. Absolutely. It makes sense. That's like a nightmare. If someone tried to say that your cat was theirs just because it was hanging out there for a while. Like, right. And also you might think your cat is lost and didn't know it was at the neighbors. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like, that is something that's like, it sounds like sounds stressful and I'm sure it's happened before. Like obviously it happened here, but like if you have like a, you take in a stray cat and you put up like lost signs or whatever and no one claims right. it. But then like five years later, someone's like, hey, that's my family cat. And you're like, I love this cat. Yeah. Like what if that happened to Melon? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh well, bye. No, <laughs> no. No, 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 I'm kidding. Oh my I, God. We love Melon. We love Melon. But it's true. Like what if he was found you adopted him and his original owner was like, no, we never, we lost him. He ran away or whatever. Yeah. Cause Melon was just found wandering around East LA for months. I mean, the good thing is people, more animals are chipped nowadays. Yes. I think not all of them, but a lot of them are. I mean, people really actively tried to find Melon's owners. Yes. He was clearly abandoned at some yeah. point. Uh, and you know what? He has a great life here with us. Right. So I think it's fine. Yeah. Not like Dickie. Dickie I love that Dickie's in the court. Like, why? Yeah, why, why? am I here? <laughs> why, me- would, why would you bring the cat in the court? It's so funny to me. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to take a break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? 
If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I was on a podcast this week. Oh. Not this one. Yeah. I was on Scott Bowser's podcast. Oh, right. The Luck Stops Here. Oh. If you're interested in listening to me talk about Vegas with Scott Bowser. Yeah. Who listens to the show, by the way. Hi, Hi Scott. Scott. <laughs> uh, go subscribe to his podcast. If you're, he talks all things Las Vegas. Obviously, uh, I had to be on the show. He's so funny. Yeah, he's very funny. I, I, he said that he wants to be a DJ. I mean, I know he's joking on Twitter, but I would like, I I already have a whole image in my head about his DJ career in Las Vegas. I, I support that. And I would like to know what kind of music he listens to. I would like to know what kind of music, but I know exactly what shirts he's going to wear. Yeah. Kind of like Tony Soprano. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what those shirts are called, but very loud. Yeah. Like there's the one Tony has that has like all the little Tabasco. Yes. Yes. Like something like that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's my goal. Like that's what I feel like he has to have as his vibe. Yeah. I don't know what music, but it could be a mix. I mean, Scott can pull that off because he's an Italian icon. Yes. He makes bracioli. Scott is like he's a fan of cooking, just like us. He's a fan of food. Me and Rachel, one a few weeks ago, he made meatballs. No, this sausages. was like a few months ago. <laughs> okay, I'm still thinking about it. Me he made meatballs, sausages. And like a pork chop. (laughs) 
<laughs> he made Dude. like five meats. Scott <laughs> Scott made like two pounds of meat in one sitting. But it was like it was everything that kind of made and sense, he, like Italian things, like sausages, meatballs, and then all of a sudden it's like and this pork chop. <laughs> But I swear there was also like a pork loin in there. I'm looking it up I right now. I think it now. was like maybe steak. Dude, it was a lot of meat. It was like a lot it of meat. It was so much meat. In one pot. And I couldn't believe. And like he has a girlfriend who lives at home with him. So it wasn't like totally like he was just eating it by himself. Oh, here it is. Yes. Oh, wait. This is. I don't know if this is the same one. I don't think this is the same one. Okay. This is from 2019. But it is a post of several different kinds of meat. And the caption reads, yes, I need five pounds of meat to make my Sunday gravy because I'm a fat Italian guy. <laughs> Great. You, you know, know he's what? Italian because he says gravy. This is a lot of <laughs> meat. Yeah. If you say gravy, you're Italian. Um, but but I, I think he posted this on Twitter. I think he, I'm going to have to look it up later. Okay, it's fine. Hold on. Wait, I'm going to look it up. Okay, Scott, we found the picture. So... Scott, this is incredible. This is like five different kinds of meat in this pic that you made and yeah. put in one sauce. The meat that we have identified in this picture is there's a whole tray of meatballs that you've made. So I, I know you must use like three different kinds of ground meat for that. At least two. Veal, pork, beef. Yeah. I'm guessing. Then you have a, a plate full of what looks like pork chops, Italian sausages, Brachiola, brachiola. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what is in brachiola. It's beef. It's tenderloin. A, I think it's rolled up. Beef. Yeah, but there must be stuff inside of that, right? I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, but it's like herbs and stuff, right? But there might be other things you can stick. Scott probably st- stuck more meat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he filled it with crab rangoon. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. I love it. We're obsessed with Scott's food pictures. And honestly, I wish they were every day. I know. It's the highlight of my day. Me too. Me too. Um, but yeah, so go listen. If you want to hear about Vegas, go listen to Scott's podcast called The Luck Stops Here. Uh, you can hear me on this episode talk about what a d- degenerate gambler I am when I go to Vegas. Uh, if that's your jam. The other podcast that I was on is Where is the Line? Oh. Which is one of my favorite podcasts and uh, we did a great episode on Robert Liston who is an old timey doctor Ooh. who um, we talked about like old timey amputations okay it's a good episode cool. so you should go listen to it and support their show and that's that's it cool I don't have any podcast I was on did you listen or watch anything this week? I I did not listen. I think I was listening. I listened to like an old Dateline because they posted one recently like that was like a Dateline classic. They're all like that. They <laughs> literally, one. no, they literally, they all say this Dateline classic. Oh, they do? Yes. I didn't know that. They're all from like. I don't think I read the description. No. I'll just click it. They're all like from several years ago. I mean, I knew that, but this one made it seem like it was like one that everyone talked about or no, something. No, I thought okay. that too. I thought <laughs> I thought that too for a while, but they all say that. Okay, so and it, that that's good to know because I was like, this doesn't seem that interesting, yeah. <laughs> or like in particular. Which one like, was it? Because I it was like a woman who disappeared, and people thought she was dead, but I think I didn't even finish it, but it turned out she's actually like, um, she disappeared herself kind of, and she was like a chaotic mom (laughs) to put it charitably. (laughs) Chaotic mom. She's chaos mom. (laughs) I'm just, I'm out. 
uh, so I didn't really finish listening to it. So it's always sad when you hear those episodes because it's like the kid is now like an older, like a teen, older teen or early twenties. Yeah, like, yeah. My mom was, and it's just like, oh, this poor kid. His mom like ditched him. Yeah, so of course he's like sad. Yeah. Um. And she, oh, and to find out that she was actually alive must have been shocking. <laughs> so it was like one of those cases. So was it like their latest one they posted? Uh, yes. Oh well, thanks for spoiling it because I I didn't li- finish listening to it. There's no spoiling because I don't even know what the fuck happened. I literally listened to the first fifteen minutes and I was like, I'm not that into this. Uh, but it's a classic. Oh shit! I should press play. <laughs> yeah, listen to it right now. <laughs> it's filler. Uh, so I kind of listened to that. I'm, the exciting news is that I watched two horror movies that I really wanted to watch for a while: The Empty Man and The Babadook. <laughs> I never watched those, and I'm shocked that Rachel didn't watch them because I was excited to talk to you about them, and you haven't seen either. So I have not seen the Babadook, which is crazy. I know it's been out for a long time. It's like, and I was telling Desi, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's like a very um, good horror movie. I knew it from internet fame. Like that's how I had heard about it, but no, I didn't realize it was actually a good movie. I mean, no, in my opinion, it's regarded as a very, like a modern classic because I only know the meme aspect of it. Right. You know, there's that woman who wore that costume, <laughs> like the famous tweet because the Babadook character can come off as campy. Yeah. Cause he is a gay icon he is as gay. well. Yeah. What is that story? Why is he okay. a gay icon? So, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Babadook became a gay icon a few years ago when Netflix put the movie The Babadook in the like LGBT section. Oh, okay. So that was just some random. It, it was like an accident, and, and they put it, it there. Was like a joke. So now he's forever. Like you, like my friend one time at Pride had like a Babadook on a sign once I see. or something. Okay, so now that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I liked the movie. It's not as campy as I thought based on those no, <laughs> internet it's moments. Like, yeah. It's a more serious movie. And then The Empty Man came out last fall, and I liked that movie too. Yeah. I mean, for me, horror movies, it's always like, there's always a little aspect to it. I'm like, it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> I don't know what why that is. But both of these movies, um, I felt like had a few weak spots, but are still overall very good. And a type of horror movie that I really like, where it's sort of like um, urban legend, mythy, psychological terror type uh, thing. Yeah. So I, I recommend them both. I'm trying to get Desi to watch uh, Slumber Party Massacre Part 2. I think you'll really enjoy it. Yes. I mean, look, it's... I, if I watch that, I'm going to have to rewatch one first. Rewatch? Even though I know they don't probably matter it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter you can watch two you can watch two and it and it doesn't matter the other movie i really want you to see is death spa (laughs) (laughs) please desi it's insane you have to see it okay um i mean the thing with horror is there are so many types of horror it's like what are you in the mood for do you really want to be scared do you want campy right uh so it's like figuring out what you want yeah so, but yeah. Well, I'm just saying if you want campy, but campy classics, yes. watch those movies. Okay. I have never heard of Death Spa. It's great. Is that from the 80s? Yeah, it's from 89. Okay. I like that it's better. It's fucking great. So it's not like a med spa. No, <laughs> it's like old spa. No, it's not a med spa. It's like a gym that has like okay. a sauna. Okay, good. You know? Yeah. Look, it's... Saunas are classic dude, killing spots. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's foggy. You don't know what's happening. It's like... Death Spa's cool because it's like a slasher, but there's also something else going on. Okay. There's also like a like a story. Yeah. Like there's a little look, it's a look, 
please do not come for me. It is not, I'm not saying that this movie is Rosemary's baby, but it's death spa and it's very entertaining. I was, I just saw that they put the nightmare on Elm street movies on HBO max and I almost watched them again because I've seen those movies, but I have not seen them in a very long time. In fact, nightmare on Elm street is one of the first movies I went, got dropped off at, to go see a kid movie and snuck into a, <laughs> a rated R movie or whatever that was. That was the first movie I did that for. Yeah. And I, I was like, this is the best movie ever. I loved it. Yeah. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street is one of my favorite horror movies. I well, love I, it. Well, you like Freddy because you like um, damaged funny guys. Oh. And he's like a damaged funny guy. He's trying guy. to get me while he, I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Desi. Classic Desi. <laughs> He's also a child molester. So, <laughs> look, I, I it's like I just need to know what you are, and then I can deal with you. <laughs> no surprises. So, what'd you eat? Um, this week. Oh God, I'm just like my brain is Swiss cheese. We went to Del Taco. That oh, was pretty yeah. exciting. <laughs> Rachel got like an insane amount of food. <laughs> She also encouraged me to get the large meal, which I had no idea. And it came with literally a gallon size drink, which I've never in my life. I couldn't even finish half of that drink. No. It was crazy. No. Well, I after you dropped me off, I immediately took a nap. So when I woke up, they had like this in gallon of flat Diet Coke <laughs> sitting <laughs> in my living room with like the big giant ring around it. And you just like, ah, this when is- she left my car, I was like, take that drink. Because I was like, I can't handle two of these. Like, I was like, I literally don't know how to carry two of these out of my car. They're so big. Your hand can barely wrap around it. I'm just not a big soda drinker. I want like a, like a child-sized cup of soda. I can drink like a regular large where it's just like maybe a bottle of soda over ice, like that yeah. size. But that, whatever that size was, it was is, like, un, is inhuman. It was like big gulp size. It was big gulp size, just an insane amount of soda. That's why they passed those stupid laws <laughs> that, that size. <laughs> I, I, um, I always forget like to ask for the large meal with the small drink. Oh, see, that's the perfect option. Or a bottle of water. Yeah. Sometimes we'll ask for that. The other sad thing about that day was that we requested um, the Inferno sauce, <laughs> <laughs> and they gave us Del Scorcho, which, which is, is a, medium. Which is medium. And they also only gave us two. Now, I was laughing. I tried to text this to you, but I was so tired that day that I was too lazy to text my joke. <laughs> but I was laughing, thinking about, because we thought we only had one sauce, but I had put my really big soda on top of one of the <laughs> hot sauce. Like Rachel must have tossed it to me as I was lifting it, and then I put it down on top. And when I lifted my soda, it was there, but I had already eaten. But it reminded me of like, you know the cartoons where an elephant is looking for its friend, and then they st- stand yeah. up, and the dog is like in their ass crack. <laughs> like that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> This big, massive thing, like crush this tiny Del Scorcho hot sauce thing. I was so sad. I was so sad that we didn't get like the Inferno. It's not like the Inferno is that hot. Whenever I order the hottest hot sauce at Del Taco or Taco Bell, I feel like the dumbest bitch ever because I'm always like, give me the hottest one ever. And it's literally like from a one to a two, right. like on the hot scale. Right. The, even the hottest sauce there, it's like you could put eight packs and it's still like not anything no, almost. No. But the flavor is the best flavor. It's great. Uh, they should definitely sell a jar of that shit. It is so good. I'd buy it. Um, yeah. So that we had Del Taco. That was pretty exciting. Uh, did you make us food another night? Oh, we had... Um, 
We ordered, oh, we got like Vietnamese one night. Yeah. That was really good and healthy. Oh, yeah. We had ginger grass. I want to say uh, about ginger grass, they have some of the best shrimp chips in the game. Yeah. They're very good. And when you go there, they, they serve them at the table. You get like a bowl of those I love like, that. chips. I ordered, like it was a different night, but I ordered <laughs> the large size of shrimp chips. Oh my and God. when it came, it was like fucking gigantic. Look, I ate the whole bag that night. That's like the reverse of when I got a small queso and it came in a little um, salad dressing cup. Right. <laughs> no, this was like such a huge order of shrimp chips. I Please come at me if you're also really like shrimp chips. Yeah. I think it's like it's like my, one of my favorite I snacks. I like that texture. Is that like rice flour? Yes. Yeah. It's such a... Uh, but ginger grass in Silver Lake, they do a really good they're one. They're fresh, I think. They do they're a real really good. good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, then Rachel made Passover. We mentioned that up top. It was such a, like a last minute Passover meal. I did not do a Seder plate this year. Uh, I just made a roast chicken and some roasted vegetables and a pan sauce. It was good. Yeah. And the cats had some. The cats were going apeshit. Dude, Melon was like attacking us. They were the biggest beggars ever. They put dogs to shame. Like... (laughs) When people are like, cats don't, I'm like, no, they are worse. They are. They <laughs> are. They actually can jump on the table. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, like they were, the cats were out of control while we were eating the chicken. I currently have four cats living at the house right now. So it's like when I'm eating some kind of like meat. You're outnumbered too. It's yeah. Scary. And they will bully me. Yeah. They will bully me. Well, I might make a brisket tomorrow, but I couldn't find one at the grocery store today, they only had corned beefs. And it's like, no, I need a regular brisket. Right. I love brisket. Uh, so I have a good recipe. I'm excited. It has um, it has a an element that I find cheap, which I love to have like a really good food where like they're like, this is my secret. And it's like Heinz chili sauce. <laughs> so I'm like really excited to put that because I like that sweet and sour brisket. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a Seder classic. That's yeah. like where I first had it at Seder as a kid. Right. Brisket. I was like, oh my God, this is the right. best thing ever. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. we will see you all on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.